This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. We'll have to get like a new intro produced for, maybe we can put that on the list here, Declan. Because we yeah. had the action movie one, but then we're not only doing action movies. Yeah. We do have a rom-com one, but I don't know. We could Maybe we just do like a movie reviews intro or something here at some point. We'll get to it. But... Today, we dive back into rom-coms here for a 2008 classic, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. You can find the full catalog of Mackie and Judd movie reviews on the Movie Reviews with Mackie and Judd podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, Scornorth app, anywhere you find podcasts. If you could give us, it's a brand new feed. We finally consolidated like three years of movie reviews into one podcast feed, so if you could uh, go to Apple and give us a five-star rating and a positive review, you can help us grow the brand, if you will, of these movie reviews. So it started off as action movie rewinds, then we added rom-com rewinds, sports movie rewinds, and we kind of alternate around here during these summer months. So boys, forgetting Sarah Marshall, had we all, we'd all seen this movie at least oh, once beforehand, right? Multiple times, yeah. Okay. I've seen it once. Oh, you've only okay. seen it once? Well, twice now. But wow. I, I had seen it once. And this is going to be lot. great then. This is where Judd's going to shine here today. I feel, like. <laughs> I feel like this is a day for Judd. So, all right, here's the summary of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Struggling musician Peter is better known as the boyfriend of TV star Sarah Marshall. After she unceremoniously dumps him, he feels lost and alone, but makes a last-ditch bid to get over it by going to Hawaii. However, Sarah and her new boyfriend are there at the same hotel. 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics' consensus says, with ample laughs and sharp performances, Forgetting Sarah Marshall finds just the right mix of romantic and raunchy comedy. $30 million budget turned into $106 million at the box office. This movie starred Jason Siegel, Kristen Bell, Mila Kunis, Paul Rudd, Russell Brand, Bill Hader, Jonah Hill. Just an insane packed cast here. Mm-hmm. You caught a few of these on the way up, sort of the the climb to the top of the uh, comedy world. A few production notes for you guys here before we dive into our statements. This was a Judd Apatow-produced film. So he's had his hands on either as a producer or a director or a writer. 40-year-old virgin, knocked up, Pineapple Express, This is 40, Trainwreck, The King of Staten Island, Anchorman, Anchorman 2, Superbad, Bridesmaids, and a, and a bunch of others, too. This is like 
you can always kind of tell a Judd Apatow movie. Oh, just, yeah. Like a lot of this, like, well, like, Paul Rudd. Paul yeah. Rudd's in it. It's probably a Judd Apatow film, right? Yeah. While filming, lead actor Jason Siegel told a New York Times interviewer that the naked breakup scenes were based on a real-life experience he had. Yes. He, uh, he wrote the movie, which actually I didn't know until the credits. I've seen this like probably 10 times, and I never put together that he actually wrote this film. Yeah. So, so this film goes back, actually, to Jason Segal's relationship with Judd Apatow on Freaks and Geeks, yep. which if you guys have not Great seen show. that, binge it. Yeah. Incredible show. And, and on Freaks and Geeks, his character d- dated the character played by Linda Cardellini, who then they oh, dated right, in man. real life. And this is based on that real breakup. Love it. And which Jason Siegel was apparently naked. Yes. Uh, the film features a great deal of improvised dialogue. According to director Nicholas Stroller or Stoller, it's 60 to 70% scripted dialogue and 30 to 40% improv, which is kind of what, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb Your Enthusiasm is actually oh. probably more like 80 to 90%. Yes. Hey, we got to get from here to here in this scene. So figure it out. Have at it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I love it. So we'll start with Judd. Uh, we do this in statements form here. We'll go around the room here with our statements about forgetting Sarah Marshall. Judd, why don't you fire up the first statement for us? So, Phil, you broached this uh, briefly in going through the recap of this film. But my statement is this. The amount of fantastic roles that they found yep. for actors who clearly wanted to just be in this is yep. among the best I've ever seen. Uh, Paul Rudd, the surfing instructor character. Hey, real quick, on three yep. of all the of all the actors and actresses I just mentioned here. So yep. Jason Siegel, Kristen Bell, Mila Kunis, yep. Paul Rudd, Jonah Hill, Bill Hader, Russell Brand. I'm gonna I'm gonna go one, two, three, and then on. On the fourth beat, I want us to all say the actor that we thought was the best in this movie or actress. All right? Okay. One, two, three. Bill Joel Hader. Run. Oh, we all Bill Hader. I love the Bill Hader character. All run. Yeah, Paul Run. Jonah Hill for me. Okay. And he, he's great. But their roles, like, their roles are so good because they're sort of just these ancillary at times. I mean, Jason Bateman shows up in the closing credits. Yes, he shows up in the closing credits as part of her new show when they're mocking an NBC, which I which they're doing because that's the network that canceled Freaks and Geeks and pissed all of those guys off. So anyway, their use though of that, oh my god, it's just so hilarious, and and it's like nobody to to what we just did in that exercise, nobody sort of had to like steal the film. It yeah. was just a bunch of people who stole that that film. The Bill Hader character, I think, is like, I'm in Hawaii now with you yeah. and his wife and all that. God, luau! It's, it's a luau. Yeah. No, it's I think just, it's a hula. It's a hula. It's just, it's Could you so uh, just put put your head down a little that's, further, a little further? Now, that's, uh, you want to do now this. down? That's not. Want to have this conversation? You yeah. want to do this? <laughs> I guarantee you that that stuff with, with Bill Hader is not scripted. Well, the let's let's let, since we all three said different, uh, let's keep working within Judge yeah. Damon here. So. I love Jonah Hill's character. It's hilarious. He's just, he's creepy and obsessed with Russell Brand. And then finally, at the end of it, he figures out, this guy's an ass. Yeah. Like, why why am I worshiping these? I'm going to make sure that, I'm going to make sure that your food is, that they 
F with your food at every turn the rest of your trip here. The, the to me the the best line though was when Jonah Hill's like, did you did you uh, get a chance to listen to my mixtape? And Russell Brand goes, oh no, no, I was gonna listen to your demo, but then I just carried on with my life. <laughs> I kept living. <laughs> I just kept living. <laughs> oh no. Hey, did you get that email? Ah, uh, you know I did. Uh, why didn't you respond? I just uh, carried on living my life. I don't yeah. know. Well, and then they <laughs> side street to they. I don't know if you guys ever seen Get Him to the Greek, but that, that's a that's a side project from this movie where Aldous yeah. Snow and Jonah Hill are together. But Jonah Hill's character, it's not Matthew the waiter. He's a completely different character, but it is Aldous Snow. Oh, it is spinoff. Yep, it is yep. Aldous Snow. Oh, I got to yeah. see that. Okay. Yep. When Jonah Hill, by the way, walks up to Aldous oh. Snow and he's like goes for the hug and like pe- he like pets the yeah. side of his hair on don't stage. Don't touch my head. You can tell you just don't touch me. <laughs> or he brings the champagne and the uh, the, the hotel would like to offer you guys a, a treat. It's totally not for me at all. They, it's the, from the hotel. That's for me. <laughs> Jonah can't. Hill is so creepy too. Like yeah. he's really good at that. Yes. I can't tell you how much I use the line. I'll just go up myself anytime when, when he tries to take the plate away from him. He's like, oh, I'm still eating. But then he goes, oh, I'll just go up myself. You know, my bad. That's one of my all-time favorite <laughs> corpse, too. Oh my um, Amazing. Piggybacking off a of Judd's statement is, because I, I wrote this down for Bantam. By the way, I had a kerfuffle getting my bedroom TV remote to work. So I had to mirror, and I, cu- I couldn't even cast my phone, but I can mirror my iPhone. I don't know if you guys know the difference. You can mirror your phone to smart TVs. But then that meant I couldn't use my notes on my phone. So I had to go classic Zolgad here. Wow. Hand oh, yeah. That, notes oh, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the club. Yep. Had to handwrite my notes here. Uh, I but I wrote down perfectly casted movie. Like it, this, everyone here is perfectly casted to Judd's point. No one really over has to step up and, and steal the show. No one's playing out of their skis, if you will. I thought this movie's cast is phenomenal. Like I was really trying to think like who else could have played someone like could Kristen Bell be replaced by someone else? Uh, maybe. Like, if, if you threw out some actors, I guess I could say I could see it. But I think the chemistry between everyone here it is a perfect ensemble cast, and it works so damn well. And it's still aged. It, it, it's still phenomenal. Some of these movies don't age really well. This one you can still go back and watch. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah and I feel like and maybe I missed some websites out there, but usually for, for these big movies, there's always a section of, and we do it on these movie reviews here are all the actors or actresses that they sought initially and then they landed on this person there's really none of that for this and plus like judd apatow movies he's pretty much just selecting from it's his group there's a there's like 20 actors and actresses and they're just kind of plucking from and a lot of them have snl he he pulls snl roots too well uh and leslie mann right that's his wife and she's in like a ton of his films she's hilarious too this is 40 all time Mm -hmm. all time great in fact, that kind of leads me to my first statement here, which is I love and miss this era of rom-coms. Yeah, dude. We had a run, and thanks in large part to Judd Apatow, like just the movies that he was involved with, 40-Year-Old Virgin, This Is 40, Trainwreck, Anchorman, like all these kind of, some some lean heavier on comedy, some lean heavier on maybe rom, but we just had a freaking... 10 or 15 year run of great. I feel like in the nineties, we had a lot more of the Tom Hanks sort of you've got male sleepless in Seattle. And, and it was, it was a little bit more Rom with some calm, but then we got into the like raunchy calm with Rom. Raunchy calm. That's a great, yeah. 
Yes, that. there's like a 10 to 12 year run of these movies and they're all just fantastic. And I don't know that we have them as much anymore. I don't think they're almost kind of risky to do now because yeah. it's so much easier just to produce a Netflix or a Hulu, you know, just do three seasons on mm-hmm. sure. one of these streaming platforms than to risk doing a $40 million budget, $50 million budget film and having it, you know, maybe bomb at the box office. So I just, I really loved and missed this era of, of rom-coms. Kevin O'Connell was right when he joined us, man. Like there is a, we've hit a wall with rom-coms. Like there has, I'm trying to legitimately think what was the last really good rom-com. And I know theaters got paused because of COVID too. So like there's optics working against it to a degree. Yeah. I can't remember legitimately the last good rom-com well, that I saw in theaters. And plus I, I think this group, cause like, like that group was responsible for a ton of these films. They've aged out a little bit and, and yeah. they're pretty damn rich by now. Yeah. So I don't know that they have the need to continue working as much. And, and like jo- Jonah Hill's gotten really weird now. Like he's gotten really weird. He was yeah. weird then, but kept, you know, and what I, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, Seth Rogen and, and his pal from freaks and geeks had a falling out of some sort, James Franco. And like, they were great together yeah. and did those goofy films. So, yeah, I think we I think we need to stumble upon the new Apato type of guy and cast. Yes, and what and and maybe it's not movies. Maybe it's maybe it it's Netflix and a something. streaming platform or something else. All right, back to Judd. So this film is hilarious. It's really well done. It's goofy, but it's also sweet and it's also really really smart. And my statement is this. The Dracula musical is a really weird but really cool sort of subplot. Would you guys go see that? Yeah. If if Dracula the musical came yes. to the yes. Pantages or Orpheum or something. But I mean, don't like there's a lot of really simple things that that he he could have, you know, written for his character, right? Like this is my thing and it's going to to be how I how I find my voice or myself. This is clearly something that, like, I don't know if he if he was, like, pondering it or what, but I thought it was a really, really cool subplot uh, because that that could have been just a throwaway thing, right? Like, he does something and she goes to see it. I really thought that the whole Dracula song and all, all of that, it was really neat. I liked it. The piano scene when he's back at his house, like, let's go see a psychiatrist. I hate my psychiatrist. Yeah. That's one of the best. And I, I'm, I'm guessing that was like somewhat improv. Like that was oh, phenomenal, yeah. dude. They probably just, he probably just riffed for like, all right, I'm going to go to the piano and riff for five minutes and just grab a funny part. Yeah, it was, I love that they kind of went all in. At first you thought, oh, is this just like a, he's, he's a down and out kind of uh composer and but they literally wrote it to the end and they used it as the hook to get him back with mm-hmm. with Rachel. Um what other uh what other like turning Dracula into a musical, what other things would you guys be curious to see turned into a musical? Mm-hmm. I so just confession, I hate musicals and I hate the theater <laughs> like with a really? passion. With yes. Do you just get I, bored or what yes, what don't you I, it, I it has zero like I, I know, like to go see a Broadway show. Like I probably should. I probably should. It's but, a, it's an experience, man. But like, I you'd enjoy it. I, I yeah, don't go see like Hamlet, where you're just gonna oh, not yeah, understand no. what they're saying. Go see something yeah. that. Yeah. There's some go really see Chicago good. or something where it's upbeat. It is a musical sure. though, so. Yeah. If you I don't just, like people singing for two hours. You might have a problem. That that is my thing. I I don't like that 
at all. I just, I, it's not my thing. So I don't know if I can even really answer it. You um, want, you want nothing I at want all nothing. whatsoever ever keep, turned into a musical. You can keep your musicals you know what? over there. I got the perfect one. In fact, for this show, I want to see a musical about the pain of being a Minnesota sports fan. Yeah, I yes. I think it'd be perfect. How about just the Song, 98 NFC Championship game in musical like, form? The snap was win. high. No, it wasn't. The snap was high. No, it, no, it wasn't. wasn't. The kick went wide. It looked too good to me. Left. <laughs> but I'm telling you, why can't we win? The pain of losing. How can this happen again? How can this happen again? We had far this time to the end. Why did he throw in the middle? I think he just wrote it right there. Did man? But I mean, you got to be perfect. The Guthrie, the the Guthrie is uh, waiting for you to to pitch it. Let's make it. Throw it to Bernard. No, I won't. Throw it to Bernard. No, I won't. Rice. Oh, the minor chords. Look at this. He's got the minor coming in. No, no. Whose turn is it right now? Is Mine. it back to back to Declan? Okay. Mine. Uh, here's a question for you guys because I was watching this with my fiance too. Do you guys ever kind of not wish but hope this kind of scenario would play out? And I don't mean it as like you get right off a breakup and you start hitting on the receptionist, then like that receptionist becomes your girlfriend. I mean it from this factor of do you ever kind of want to run into your a, a certain ex of yours with you with kind of upgrading yourself? And having to kind of force yourself to now be at a table with them or like want to make them jealous. There's two different ways I think to really look at this. It's either an ex that like maybe I could sit down with them and have a nice meal if I did see them at a resort. It would be no problem. Then there's the other side of the coin, which is this person stinks and I want to see how much better I am without them. Do you ever kind of just I've seen this movie so many times now that that thought and I had to write that down. Did you ever want to have this kind of situation play out? I see what you're saying. Like make make it sh- show an X like that you've upgraded or whatever. I don't. I've never felt that way. I guess I've yeah. always just sort of all right. Th- well, this chapter is over, and now on to the to the next chapter. So I don't. I don't have that. Vind- I've also never in a mental breakdown state. I've also never like been at the same resort as an X while yeah. meeting a receptionist for which right. this is right. going to lead. This is actually going to lead perfectly into my next. And Judd, you've been together with Don since you were nineteen, so I'm guessing, yeah. I'm guessing I mean, you, I... you don't have like your your entire twenties worth of uh, broken relationships like Declan has. But I mean, I, I get Dex's point at that age, but like now, no, God, no, I don't, no, no, I'm staying home. Yeah, <laughs> leave me alone. Well, I think now that Declan has kind of he's cracked open the can here on the the actual relationships in this movie, I'll give you this statement. There is no way Rachel would be attracted to Peter in this scenario in real life. No way. Hmm. Dude, I, do you okay. do you agree or disagree, Declan? I have a similar statement that I'll say when it comes back around. Um, but it's it's the flaw in the ointment in this movie that you're, I think, kicking around here. I mean, unless there's something really off about her, let's just go through sort of. So she is this beautiful, charismatic, charming, funny woman who could probably date any single guy on the island, right? Literally, like, if she she would have her pick of any guy that's single that she would... So he falls into that pool of, let's say, 10,000 guys that she could be dating on the island. And when she meets him, he's moping around, crying his eyes out to the point where other residents or other yeah. uh, 
They're like people are complaining because he's crying over his ex girlfriend. He's wearing a dirty Hawaiian shirt. I mean, he, he's just a he's just a schleppy loser guy, and she and and she kind of bails him out, so they form this connection. But it's just uh, like I c- almost couldn't get past that in some ways. Where oh. I know that this is a rom com and it's forgetting Sarah Mars, whatever. But like she's also she's also hooking up with him at work. By the way, she's mm-hmm. she's going on dates with him at the restaurant that is in the resort that she works at, and then she's in his hotel room hooking up with him. I'm going to uh, punch off the clock and go up to room 603 and uh, nice room hook for up free, with basically. Peter. <laughs> yeah. So it just, it was, it was a huge, huge leap for her to want to date him, I guess. But but she's supposed to be like, like she's supposed to be him in some ways past the point that, that he's at though. Cause like she, she left what Los Angeles, I think. And, and quit school and so I think they're I think they're trying to say that she's as insecure as him. She's just past that, that point and tries to use her humor and smarts mm. to like make you think she's strong. But like I think at the end where she comes back and she's like, I might go go back to school, they're trying to say that these that these two actually have a lot in common as far as insecurities go. And so I that think. last part you just made, I agree with that, that they okay, let's take some time apart, get our lives together. In fact, we even had one of my favorite parts of the movie was the the Jason Siegel the the Peter montage. It was like a it was like a Rocky montage where okay, I'm gonna get he's, he's getting in I'm shape. Gonna, he's, I, on the treadmill. he's on the treadmill. He's, he's serving yes. his friends dinner. Yeah. You yep. know, like <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's working on his Dracula musical, getting in shape. You know, oh God, that was great. The mo- I think the montage really added a lot to this uh, to this movie. <laughs> okay, back to Judge. Um, my next one is this, the frontal nudity of Jason Siegel in this film is brilliantly uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's they definitely do, uncomfortable. Yeah, they yeah, do, but, but they, it's well done as far as being no pun intended, but there is in your face and being uncomfortable, but it also, it, it's an, it feels like an apatow staple, right? To like sort of push the envelope just enough where you're like, is he really doing this? Isn't there a scene in Knocked Up? Don't they show like the baby coming? Is that is that not? They up? yes. Yes. Oh, there is I, a brief I saw scene. That in yeah. Where she's in yeah. labor. They yeah. do stuff like yeah, that. Wow. I think I think Siegel said that when Linda Cardellini dumped him, that that exact thing played out. But anyway, it's brilliant. It's brilliantly uncomfortable because it one thousand percent works every time. How uncomfortable do you think Kristen was? It Kristen Bell or was no? Yeah. It was Mila yeah. at the at the at very the end. end. Kristen Bell at the start. Yeah. Well, but at the at the very end though, it's Mila perfect. is hugging his naked dad bod. Yeah, both of them are yeah. to film that scene. Well, she's fully clothed and he is fully naked mm-hmm. in that scene. Like a loincloth back on or something because you can't see it at that point because his leg much. is obstructing it. But and anyway, both, that's true. And both Mila Kunis and Kristen Bell are like five foot and Jason is like six five. He's like he's yeah. a tall, tall dude. Tall dude. Oh my God. Um, let's. I want to go back a little bit to Phil's statement there because my statement was I don't think the pity she takes on him is believable at all. Like it's kind of my only real uh, like fly have in this movie where all the yeah it's just 
there's nothing I loathe more than just a mope, just a mopey guy who's down the dumps. And I get yeah. it. Heartbreaks does stink. So you're like, you're trying to take the steps to get over it and you go to this beautiful resort. Um, but it just, it doesn't make much sense to me. And to be honest, and we'll get to their chemistry rankings. I think that's the only problem we really have with this movie. They certainly have chemistry and obviously he's trying to get over his ex. So naturally he progresses himself to, you know, the beautiful receptionist, but, I don't really think that part of this movie is really that believable. It's a, it's funny because obviously it's like a, it's a, it's make believe. It's a, it's a movie, and sometimes yeah. people have a problem with like you guys are too hard on the these are movies, right? But it was, it was a huge leap to think that this beautiful woman Mila Kunis, of all the different options she has, is just going to choose this guy that's sh- this schleppy guy who eats a giant bowl of Fruit Loops every morning. And uh, a great cereal bowl. Don't put that cereal bowl down. I love that huge cereal bowl. I don't know if that's a cereal bowl, but yeah, it's something. Looks like a mixing cake, but yeah, yeah, it's like a baking, a baking <laughs> bowl. Form. He's rarely bathing, you know, he's in this weird, messy situation with his ex girlfriend. And yes, sign me up for that is what is what Rachel said. So I don't know. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom. And it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Well, it's, so I'll, all right, I'll say it. I'm not a big Jason Siegel guy, with or without clothes. There's just something, I don't know. I, In some ways, I guess he's the perfect guy to play the role of Peter in this movie, but he just kind of drives me nuts. I don't know if it's his personality, if it's the way that he acts, if it's the fact that he's just like naked for half the movie. Um, I can't tell if I'm not, if I, maybe it's Peter. I can't tell if I don't like Jason Siegel or if I well, don't like Peter. He almost always plays himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. So yeah, <laughs> like I've never seen him not play this guy. Everyone has that actor or actress though. Like for me, it's, it, I know this one's probably going to shock you more. I hate Jason Bateman. I can't wow. stand really? Jason Bateman because yeah, he plays the, the only one I really like him as is Pepper Brooks in Dodgeball because he plays like yeah. an obnoxious d bag. That's who I kind of think he deep down really is. But every movie, it's just this too cool for school, and I'm better than you and smarter than you. I hate his characters. His character? I can't stand it. I can't stand. Wow. It. Maybe it is the characters that we yeah. Just like the it's just like the schleppy nature. It's he seems so unkept. I guess and maybe yeah. I can't tell if it's. If it's just Peter the character, or if it's Jason Segel, no, it's him. Because from okay. Freaks and Geeks on, he plays. Now, now his confidence wanes at times; it gets worse. But he almost always plays the same, down on his luck underdog. He's liked, but he's not the central focus friend. Yeah, because uh, because Fre- Freaks and Geeks was James Franco, Jason mm-hmm. Segel, 
um seth yeah seth rogan who was like 15 when it started mm-hmm. and he's great but it's him these guys often play exactly who i think they probably are and you know what on the character front it did come out that that sarah marshall was cheating for like a year and that's just you just just break up you know you don't yeah. cheat on someone for a year it's ridiculous but I do see why she broke up. She was up, up until that point in the movie where we found out, oh, they've actually been together for like almost a year or they started hooking up a year ago. She's villainized for not wanting to be with this schleppy guy with a sort of a faltering, stalled career yeah. that doesn't even go out to see the light of day. He's just kind of depressed. Like, I don't, I didn't blame her for not wanting to be with him. But then when you drag it out after you've been cheating on him for a year, okay, then then she deserves to be villainized. And I, I think the point of the entire film is everyone is insecure in some way. Yeah. Because they all are. In fact, when her show gets canceled, when Sarah's show gets canceled and she's down and Jason's and he, he says, I thought you were done with the show. She's like, but I want to go out on my own terms. I don't want to be 30 and a has-been. Like, I think the insecurity of the whole thing is supposed to be that everyone has their issues. Yeah, so. it's, a ge- it's a genius layer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, uh, you guys got any other final I statements? I got one more. So uh, I think it's when when they get in the fight at the end of the film for why they broke up. And Sarah Marshall tells him, she says, among the things, you wore sweatpants for a week straight for Peter. God bless Peter. Man, I thought to myself, I told Dawn that I'm like, she dumped him for wearing sweatpants for a week straight. I can wear like, sweatpants. Well, if, if I was wearing Sean John sweatpants, yeah, you would have dumped me because I'm wearing Costco elastic bottom sweatpants. But yeah. I mean, but I mean, if that's going to be a, all I wear is basketball shorts and sweatpants now because I don't leave my house. But it's is, fantastic. But the, so is there a difference? So I've gotten into like athleisure wear where yeah, it's the, you're that. not, you're not buying like the elastic bottom, the Walmart sweatpants, yeah. you know, all due yeah. respect to anyone who, who wears those. I want a little bit of a classier sweatpant yeah. that I can maybe wear out and about and not look like a schlep. Right. Right. So there's different, this is where I'm going to push back on Peter here. Okay. Yes. You make the joke about Sean John sweatpants or there are different levels yeah. of sweatpants and athleisure wear guy. Okay. Maybe you could class it up a little bit. All I'm saying is do not judge a man by how he wears stuff around his house, okay? But you shouldn't just, like, be – I disagree. You can't just be unkept, and it's even if like, – it's it, you want to at least show up date, a little bit if for If you're going to date wife, Sarah Marshall, like, you can't do that. That's what correct. it is. Well, yeah. That's or fine. guess what? She's going to leave you for a, a, you a music for, star. Yeah. Russell Brand is so good, by the way. Mm-hmm. God, he's he is. Yeah, he's brilliantly unlikable in this movie. <laughs> But he's not. He's like Sorry. at the end. He's like likable a little bit more. Like, yeah. like his lines. I'm going back for, and and the, and then like he he befriends Peter. Yes. Like, yeah. Hey, uh, you want to join us? I love when when they're all getting drunk on wine at the dinner table, except for him because he doesn't drink. And she's like, after his long rambling, you know, philosophical. She's like, so just to summarize your core <laughs> stance tonight. Yes. You're saying that you feel like you should be allowed to f anybody you want anytime you want. And he goes, "Well, yes, I didn't say it as eloquently as you did, but yes, I <laughs> What was the what was the bill by the way on that oh, meal yeah. including the wine? Oh, yeah. Good and god. It, and it probably wasn't an all-inclusive resort. So yeah, I, I they got a bill for sure. Yeah, there had to have been like eight or nine red 
in the garbage mm-hmm. can. I Make think sure there's the like eight can. or nine empty yeah. bottles of red. It is uh, just a cu- couple more here. And it's funny too, how you make friends at resorts. I've only done like an all-inclusive resort once. I did it in Mexico like six years ago. And I met like all these Canadian guys from Edmonton because they thought I was also from Canada, given my accent. Uh, and then they turned out to be actually humongous Vikings fans. So like I bonded with these group of dudes by the second half of our trip where we were like hanging out every night and, and getting ready and going out with these random dudes. It's funny how that happened. That's the only resort I've ever been to that. And that's clearly like this. I've been to Hawaii too, but not like a legit resort where this, where you have to kind of, you make friends sometimes. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if other people, you guys have ever done that when you've been at yeah. resorts. I've done, I've done two all inclusives. Both were actually college spring break trips in like 2004 oh. and 2005 Mazatlan oh, yeah. and Puerto Vallarta. Oh, I want to say on them. Dude, we, one of those days we actually counted and we're just like 20 year old idiots, you know, cause you can drink in Mexico when you're 18 years old. And uh, the first day at one of these all inclusives, and we were all trying to like go drink for drink, whether it was a Mai Tai or a beer or a shot, whatever it was. And we wound up each doing like 25 drinks in a, oh, yeah. an 18 hour stretch or something. Yeah. It's the it's, dumbest thing. It's absurd. And then the last thing I had was at the beginning of the film when she calls him unexpectedly saying, Hey, I'm coming over. And that, panic man mode of oh my god a woman's about to enter my apartment i have to do this <laughs> massive clean up otherwise throwing things in the closet 100 percent i've been there too of oh crap okay i gotta make sure this the mackies are still like that when it's when sometimes it's like oh my gosh we're gonna have company let's throw the dirty dishes under the sink and then yeah. clean them later yep. <laughs> uh, i'll give you one more here too just from my notes my i think my favorite laugh out loud line from the movie and there's a lot of them was when they did all these little flashbacks where it's like they'll show peter and sarah having fun and oh on the red carpet ever and they're so they're on the red carpet and the and the paparazzi or the photographers are trying to get pictures of just her and you know peter's like lurking in the background <laughs> and one of the guys <laughs> one of the guys goes hey matumbo oh, out of the yep. shot yep. under the giant out of the shot please <laughs> that is great out of the shot please hey matumbo <laughs> It's a great line. So, all right, now we get to our two categories here. So let's start with definitive relationship ranking. So the criteria is the chemistry between Peter and Rachel. Yep. Right? Between Peter and Rachel. Absolutely. So it's a 1 to 10 scale, and we have one perfect 10. It's Jacob and Cal from Crazy Stupid Love, then Hitch and Sarah from Hitch, Noah and Allie from The Notebook, Joe Fox and Kathleen Kelly from You've Got Mail and Benjamin Barry and Andy Anderson from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days round out our top five. So uh, one to 10 scale chemistry between Peter and Rachel. I'm going to give it an eight. Hmm. I think it's pretty good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's not entirely plausible, but I don't think it's as I don't think it's as a big of a long shot as you guys probably think. But as far as the actors go, I thought it was cute. I liked it. I like, I mean, I love these two together. I mean, it's, it's, their chemistry is there, but I just, I don't like the pittiness. And to me, it dings it a little bit. So for me, it's a six and a half. It's a, it's a six and a half. I I really can't, I don't think, put it in a seven to 10 range because I think it'd be like incredible. They play off each other well for sure. And I think the two actors did a really good job, but I did not like the pity factor. And to me, that dings it a lot. Six and a half for me. It's a six for me. I don't believe it. Yeah. It's I don't yeah, I don't I don't believe more, there's no way there's got to be a little bit of believability there for me in that relationship. There's zero chance that Rachel would be interested in Peter. See, so I think she saw herself me. in him from previously. So I'm actually going to be far less pessimistic 
and that's negative than you two. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, okay, let's get to the 1 through 10 entertainment value oh. ranking of this movie. So the only perfect 10 for Rom-Com Rewind that we've given out collectively is Crazy Stupid Love. We have two nines, Hitch and 10 Things I Hate About You. We have an 8.8 in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And then at the bottom, the worst ones we've done are Fever Pitch, She's Out of My League, Sweet Home Alabama, and My Best Friend's Wedding, all a 6.3 oh, or lower. So I hated that film start with judd here uh i'm going to give it so it's not a 10 it's not a 10 because 10 is 10 we we gave a 10 to one that deserved it uh i'm going to give it um a nine. Ooh, okay mm-hmm. it was that's it. it's rewatchable and that's one of my biggest things with these can i sit down and watch if this is on tv or Rewatch am i in a hotel i 100 percent i'm watching this through commercial breaks if i have the opportunity to uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Judd too. It's a nine. It's a nine out of ten for me. It's a great great movie. Ditto on all fronts. Except, I agree it's not a ten because Crazy Stupid Love is a ten and it's just a slight notch up. Yep. And for me, I think How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days is a ten, but it's a nine point five. Despite a couple wow. of my little issues here and there. Wow, yeah, I'm surprised with your issue though because you're wow. Well, yeah, okay. I stop on this, and maybe it's just like perfectly imperfect in that way. Yeah. I stop on this movie every single time it's on TV. Every yeah. single time. Because it's hilarious just to watch Paul Rudd as the <laughs> instructor, the surfboard instructor. So that makes it a 9.2, making it the second best rom-com we have reviewed just behind Crazy Stupid Love. Well done, gentlemen. Well done. So next week, it's been a few weeks since we have tapped the action movie Rewind well. And there is a big blockbuster from five years ago that we have not done yet. Okay. With The Rock Dwayne Johnson no. starring in Skyscraper. I've, I've never seen this. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. I've never seen Skyscraper. Skyscraper. Oh, with, oh you guys have seen one of you seen it. Yeah. All right. It's, uh, I remember the ads, but I, I didn't see it. Yeah. It's a movie, and <laughs> you guys will watch it for the first time. So we'll do that next week with... Uh, with Skyscraper on movie reviews with Mackie and Judd here. If you guys could, again, give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts, you can help spread the word about these fun movie reviews. All right, boys, good stuff.